All right, all right. Welcome to another one, my faithful listeners. I appreciate you being here with me. It's your wonderful host, Damian. And today is another episode of English and Coffee. Looks like we have a storm approaching. Nice little storm system building up. Um, had some thunder throughout the day, but um, it'll probably kick off later tonight. Just been chilling at the house, doing a lot of reading. Reading this new book, I'll tell you all about it. Um, pulled up another interesting article. Maybe we'll get into that. Um, it's a little lighter topic. It's nothing on the uh, the COVID and stuff, because I'm sure you guys are just as tired of hearing about it as I am. But it will be some actual article to read, something you can follow. I'll tell you where to find it, give people their credit. Um, but yeah, that'll be, like I said, just something I'll throw in here and there. I mean, it's I feel it's pretty informational because, I mean, that's actual tests coming off of a site that you can actually find and read for yourself, you know, if you wanted to follow along and learn more about it. Because a lot of times just listening, um, you do hear something that interests you. And if you don't know where to find this information, then it can be kind of hard, especially when you're trying to find it in another language. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and um, take a short break and we'll get into it. So today's parking lot of choice is going to be McDonald's. I'm back at McDonald's just because I wanted something a little more uh, isolated from the crowd. I mean, they have people at McDonald's, but I mean, they're just passing through because some diners aren't actually open all the way. So people are just kind of coming in here, ordering their food, they walk in, order the food, but can't sit down and eat it or they're going through the drive through So I pulled into one of the many parks they have here and just kind of, you know, backed in. Everybody's car separated. I mean, there's probably six, seven cars in the parking lot. And you know how big McDonald's parking lots are. Ordered my, I guess, usual fare here lately of coffee. I got, um... Five sugars, five creams. Um, coffee's a little bitter. I guess that's because it's been sitting out all day. But, I mean, I'm not complaining. It's a dollar and some change. What do you do? I mean, I could have sat home and drank a cup of coffee. But then I couldn't have got out here. Like I said, with everybody, you know, just sitting up in their house and doing nothing but making noise, I kind of tend to shy away from that just because I'm not about, not about all that noise. I like it quiet. Been in my house reading. I was in there for about, I don't know, four hours or more reading and just listening to a lot of, you know, financial stuff and stuff on uh, the story I was reading. It's uh, Kagdan Ushla. It's like, you know, when when she left. Um, it's a detective, murder, mystery. It's got some suspenseful stuff in there. Uh, I'm not going to jump right into it right now because, um, you know, it's interesting. So we'll have a little build up. But uh, first, we'll just do a little light housekeeping. As you know, uh, this week we had a holiday here in America something called Juneteenth. I have some mixed feelings about this holiday. Uh, firstly, I just found out about it about two weeks ago. And then secondly, when I did read into it a little further, I was just kind of turned off by the whole thing. This is not something to celebrate. This day, you know, it, I guess it was established in about 1865, you know, in the 1800s, we'll just say. And it's something that celebrates the end of slavery but separate from like independence day and all these other days that we have um and then it's almost like um it's a mixed it's a mixed bag of you know like oh free the slaves and this that this that like even though the declaration of independence gave them their freedom it didn't actually happen until this day so it's like you're trying to say you know change all this stuff so it's the whole Confederate flag, but the whole the whole reason the whole reason they're going into this is because of this whole George Floyd thing. If that didn't happen, you wouldn't be hearing about it. I mean, I don't know how many TV stations they had talking about it. 
I mean, I know that from just what I saw on the internet because I don't really watch TV like that. But I looked up there and I saw C CNN and then WITN, all these places there on June 19th, June 19th. But what really kicked it off is at work I received some silly email from the lady talking about, um, oh yeah, well we realized um, that it's June 19th and many people celebrate this day. So in honor of that, I'm going to give you the day off. Oh, you're giving us the day off. I mean, that's a little skewed if you knew where this 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 email was coming from. You know, this email has come from somebody who um, definitely is not in that in that category. So, you know, mixed reviews on that. I held, I kept my peace. You know, I took the day. Everybody took the day. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Um, I spent the day doing my thing. I mean, it was nice to just wake up. And not have to go to work that day, so I was able to focus on my reading, focus on my, you know, things that I'm doing behind the scenes that you guys, some of it you know about I've shared with you and some of the things you don't, but as time goes on, of course, I'm sure I'll reveal, reveal those things to you if I haven't already. Um, I got to talk to my sister, mm, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, I spoke to her for a good hour, uh, text, you know, through text, WhatsApp, we use WhatsApp to communicate. Um, good little chat. She was on the subway over there or train or metro or whatever you want to call that whole situation, but they, that's how they get around. A couple people were on there going on about what people not wearing masks. Um, you know, some people trying to impose their beliefs on others and I don't know. It's still going on. It's crazy. It's like COVID-19 killed. I don't know how many people, people are trying to piece themselves together, find their lives again. And then you got half the world like it didn't exist. You got half the world saying it exists. I mean, I have to wear a mask at work, so I wear a mask at work. When I'm not at work, I don't wear a mask. I mean, that's my personal choice. It's your personal choice if you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. I mean, a mask is not going to save you. Trust me. It's, it's just not going to save you. It might minimize your risk of infection, you know, up to six feet or something like that. But, I mean, even without the mask, I mean, people were still getting tuberculosis and all these other things. So, I mean, there's far worse things than COVID-19 that could take you out. So just because you wear a mask and gloves doesn't mean you're 100% safe from all bad things in the world. So what I try to do is minimize my contact with others. You know, I'm not out here shaking hands outside of work, you know, without hand sanitizer and walking into random people's houses or giving people rides and just chatting it up with people I don't know. I'm dealing with a familiar circle. Um, just like I'm talking to you, but I mean, this is how we do it. We do this through the podcast. I record, you're safe, you hit play, nothing comes through the speakers, um, or the, the ear pods or whatever you're listening to this on. But, um, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's craziness. The world's ready to get back to normal. I'm ready to get back to normal. People in other countries are, are over it. I mean, it's just like, all right, let's get back to it. But the thing is we can never fully go back to how it was, but enough about the whole covid isolation stuff i said i wasn't going to get into it but i got into it but i mean that's just what happens i mean this is what we're dealing with I'm sitting here in the car windows rolled up drinking coffee um fortunately it's only about maybe the mid 70s so it's not too hot um take another sip here and i think we're gonna get into this book because it's interesting i mean it's 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 amazing um like i said i've been doing a lot of reading reading is fundamental but of course, everything I read is in Russian. Um, so hopefully everything you're reading right now is in English. And I mean, unless you're in school, if you're in the university and you're studying, 
you know, English, but also you have math and all those other things, then you got to do what you got to do. But if you're just out here uh, studying English on your own, uh, like I'm studying Russian on my own, then I mean, I don't know why you would go out here and buy books in your own language when everything you could be reading could be in your target language. I mean, your phone, your settings, your computer settings, anything you can change, digital electronics at the house, you know, your Alexas, whatever you use, have it programmed for English. I mean, if Alexa can't understand you, then you're not pronouncing the words correctly, obviously, right? Um, but yeah, let's take a little break here and uh, we'll go ahead and get into this book because it's amazing. So, as I said, this book I'm reading, Kagdan Ushla, it's about, all right, I'm just going to tell you, because you probably won't, you probably won't read this book, unless you're studying Russian. But, okay, so this book is a detective thriller, right? You got people dying, you got a little bit of murder, you got a little bit of mystery, a little suspicion, things going on. So, I haven't read the whole book, I read about 10 chapters today. I read 10 chapters, opened the book, I had started it before, but I went all the way back to the beginning, and I sat there and read 10, ta 10 chapters straight. Okay, so beginning of the story opens up with a murder, right? So you have a woman in captivity. You know, she's chained up in the cellar, you know, up off the ground. So her feet are bound, her hands are bound, all this stuff. And she doesn't know how long she's been there. All she knows is that, you know, it's a dark, dark lit room. She's hanging up in there. She can see a few things. Um, she wiggles herself free, finds a knife with her toe. She grabs a knife off of this table that the guy was teasing her with, he would put the knife that he tortured her with on the table next to her, but she was bound, so there was no way for her to reach it. So she ended up, you know, wiggling one of her legs free first, and then reaching over there with, I mean, just numb, tingling sensations in her limbs, and grabbing the knife with her toes, and then bending her leg back behind her to reach her fingers. Then her fingers grab the knife and she, you know, slowly cuts the knife and all this stuff. And she gets her hands free, drops down to the floor, feeling the blood circulation returning to her extremities, right? Now, so she doesn't know if the guy's in the house, in the building, or even where she is. She just knows she's been there for whoever knows how long. You know, this is one of those, you're walking to the car, you know, you just went shopping and then you black out and wake up and you're, you're tied up somewhere. So she doesn't have any clothes on, you know, he's got her... Um, Un unclothed and she's walking through this little like house slash labyrinth going up she sees a little light and then she makes a break for it she runs out um before she could get off of the porch she hears this familiar laugh and then everything goes black you know the guy obviously hit her in the head and took her back downstairs or whatever so then the story jumps over to detectives detectives walking up on a murder scene um they're sitting there and there is a woman laid out on a stone uh it's like she's positioned fixed she's got contact lenses in um there's a rose and there's a red ribbon around her neck that was used to strangle her now the thing is they understand this is a serial murder because there was a murder like this six months earlier six months earlier there was another officer or detective on the scene besides bill who's the main one that starts off the story named riley is a woman um, they were working together, working the case. Well, what happens is after that case, there was another case with another maniac. Riley saves some woman and then she ends up taking her place. You know, the captor gets the detective and puts her in captivity and just tortures her for, I don't know how long. Cause like I said, I'm only 10 chapters in, they're still going into it. So you kind of stories moving forward, but you keep going back. So the detective was captured, tortured. So now she's got PTSD. 
So she's out of work. So Bill, main detective, starts off the story. Um, he's working with some other people from, you know, another investigation unit or what in the investigation unit. And they're sitting there working through some things. And he's like, man, we need some help on this situation. He's like, we need to bring Riley back. So he asked the chief if he could bring Riley back. Chief's like, it might be too soon for, but you could try it. But if anything happens, it's on your head. So he goes out, Bill goes out to Riley's, you know, house, and he just notices that she is just not what he remembers. She's not the strong, confident woman, the woman he could always go to, look for for insight, you know, that unconditional support, a woman that understood his work needs, you know, and then him as a person, just because they're partners, you know, when you work on the force with somebody for so long, I mean, you, you connect, just like at your job, you may have your favorite coworker, somebody that you take your breaks with, your lunch with, they knew they know you, you know them, and it just works, makes the day go easier. So anyway, he hits her with some um, information about a new case that they found. Uh, this shakes her up a bit. You know, she has a flashback, starts shaking, crying, and all this stuff, so it appears that it's too soon. He leaves. She goes back in the house to try to help her daughter um, make some breakfast, you know, before she goes to school. She thinks that her daughter hates her, typical mom-daughter stuff. Anyway, while she's cooking, well, getting ready to cook, she cuts on the stove, and she has a gas stove, so when she hits the pilot light, the flame goes, you know how the flames just, you know, the stove? So the flame, and then when it does that, it takes her back, and then you hear what happened to her when she was in captivity, how the guy tormented her and teased her with raw food and all these different things, you know, just did a psychological number on her. So speeding around because like I said I mean you're not reading the book so I know it's probably hard to keep up with it but I mean if you just listen to the story you'll get the the gist of what I'm saying so you know experiencing this little bit of PTSD she decides that yeah maybe I need to get back out in the world it's already been six weeks I need to get out here and you know start assimilating and reassimilate myself you know to the world so she gets out there and she does something interesting. Detectives normally don't go back to a victim that they saved and kind of ask them for support. So she goes back to the victim just to see how the lady was coming out. You know, the lady thanked her for helping her and everything. But she knows that, you know, both of them went through the same trauma. Uh, turns out the lady has unplugged her phone. She has no connectivity with the world, no connection with the world. She's not even going outside. She's just a prisoner in her home. And she has a nice house. She has a lot of money, but she's just so scared to go out. Detective Asker says, uh, why did you uh, disconnect your phone? She said, because he still calls me. She said, what do you mean he still calls you? He's dead. We killed him. And she says, I know it's him. She said, because he calls and just breathes on the other side of the phone. And nobody actually confirmed that it was his body. It could have been anybody in the house. So with that, now the detective suspicions, you know, and nervousness and all that stuff, anxiety rose within her again. So now she's like, oh, shoot. Well, maybe the guy isn't dead. So maybe her concerns are just so. She uses this as a sign that, yeah, I need to get back out on the force. And, I mean, strangely enough, of course, we know there's going to be a connection between her captor and the one that's committing the crimes now. So I imagine at the end of the book, she's going to come face-to-face -face with the same person who had her in captivity. I mean, it's an interesting story. I mean, it's a lot of dialogue in there. It's a lot of um, new vocabulary uh, for me as far as, you know, with investigative uh, things. I mean, the last book... I was reading it didn't really have any um investigation it was just crime violence and you know the woman was just dealing with her her whatever you want to call it. you know that stockholm syndrome the person who was just doing her wrong you know she was just dealing with it brother didn't want to help her you know it was money involved all that stuff but i mean these books thrilling books i mean they're very interesting because you can see it if you're reading something and you can't see it while you're reading it 
then then you're not fully comprehending it. You're not fully understanding it. So I'm not reading the most complicated books in the world. I'm reading books that are a little challenging, but I mean, I don't want nothing where I'm having to look up every third word. Uh -uh. I'm reading a book that maybe on one page you might have five words that I don't know. And from context, you, know, you can kind of deduce what it is, and then you can go back, look it up, and then learn a little more what it is. But I'm not going to sit there and read read through some book that I'm just freaking re looking up every single word. I mean, that's that's no fun. That's not interesting. And also, the topics that I read about are things that interest me. I like thrillers. If I was to watch a movie, I'd be watching a movie with, you know, some killer, some maniac running down the street, or something very interesting, you know, some wild adventure, something like that, along the, you know, the themes and things that I like to listen to or read about. So I suggest you do the same. Detective books may not be your thing, but if they are, then I suggest you find one. It doesn't have to be the thickest one in the category. I mean, it could be a teen detective story. It could be a, you know, an adult mystery or whatever. This is just one I found. Normally, the cover is what we pick for um, books. You know, you see the cover is a body or a hand or somebody's face or a relationship or people kissing or whatever they're doing on there. That's normally what makes people gravitate towards that particular book. So, yeah, I was reading that, and then after that, I got into another book uh, by Brian Tracy. Um, of course, you know, I got the one in Russian, and it's more on business, finances, and, you know, success and things like that. And I think it's important that we read these things every day, whatever your interest is, whatever your passion is, to keep that motivation, keep that high level of motivation because you need it, you know. Uh, a lot of people get out there and they, they get started with something and then they lose that gas, you know, they just run out of petrol, candle burns out, and then they start going back to their old habits. But see, what's happened for me is I have a whole new system of habits that I'm developing here. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but for the past, I don't know, two months, maybe, I mean, I really haven't been fishing that much. You don't hear about it as much. It's because I've been doing different things. I have new habits. I mean, like I said, here I am, Saturday. No fishing at all today, and I don't even feel bad about it. Before I did, because, you know, it was a habit that I guess I was breaking, but it's for change, so it's a positive change, and I feel pretty good about that. So we're creatures of habit. I mean, that's what we do. If you want to start a new habit, then it's something you have to do, just like with this podcast. I mean, it took me a while to get started with it, but once I started, every week I put out a podcast. If you go and look at the list, you'll see. And every week, gradually, I've gotten better. Each podcast gets better. And better and better because I learned more about the craft. In the beginning, I didn't know everything. So the thing is, no matter what your goal is, everybody starts from zero. Everybody starts from zero. So if you wanted to be a brick mason, you know, a painter, you know, a, a, a typer, you wanted to speak Chinese or some other language or German, nobody starts at the top. Everybody starts from zero. So as soon as you understand that, then, I mean, the rest is easy. You just know as long as you, what you need is you got to have the high level of motivation. You got to have the, the perseverance. And you have to understand that it's going to be incremental progress, just like compound interest, you know, with banking and finances and things like that. That's one of the greatest gifts that learning a second language has really given me is that I fully understand the process of learning, meaning gradually the information is acquired. I'm not trying to memorize anything, you know, sitting here trying to ruminate over a list of words. No, I'm just absorbing the language. But every day I'm, you know, in, you know, which say uh, immersing myself in the environment, you know, reading, watching, listening to Russian. So for you, I suggest reading, watching, listening to English every single day. 
you want to write it, I mean, even better. But you have to use the language. You don't use it, you lose it. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting because the other day I was sitting there. I know it's like everything happens the other day. But the other day is something that we say when it's just like, you know, a while back. Could be several days. Could have been a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. But when you recall something, you know, the other day. So, the other day... I was sitting there, I had uh, YouTube going, but if you know with your mobile application, you can see the subtitles on the, the main screen. So if you're just flipping through videos and you haven't clicked on a video, it'll just show you what, what people are talking about and you can read it. So I was sitting there and I looked and they had the little like Instagram post. You know, you can just scroll through that whole Instagram post on YouTube, basically when people shoot little TikTok link videos. So there was a, a Russian girl up there and she was sitting there, and I was like, you know, looking at her little um, thing. I clicked on it, and then I was like, oh, hold on. I know Russian. I can listen to it. So I clicked on it, hit the headphones on, and I was like, this is cool. You know, when you you learn another language, I mean, there's just no, there's just no feeling. There's just no feeling like it. I know they got that little application out there that you've seen on TV. I haven't seen anybody with it in real life, but it's just like that kind of defeats the whole purpose and the whole magic of learning a language where you say something into this little device and then you play it for somebody else and then they say something and, you know, plays back. I mean, that's just stupid because what are you going to do when your device goes out? This is this is why, like, in math class, if you remember in school, they would have you write out your homework. You'd have to show your work. So even though it was some basic algebra expression, you would have to show your work so they know how you solved it because you won't always have a calculator. You won't always have the means to do it unless you can do it with paper and pencil. Break it from your head, you got to understand the formulas, understand the process. So it's a lot of things with that. But um, getting a little off topic, but I mean, that's what we do here because this is English and coffee. This is living language. It's fluid. Um, yeah, as I've been going through these uh, translations, not translations, but these transcriptions, you're going to be blown away when you get to them. It's coming. I know I keep saying it's coming. It's like a record. I'm tired of hearing it myself. That's why I've been putting some more fire on it. But I mean... I'm in there, and it's 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 just amazing. It's amazing. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But um, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what's going on with this weather here, and I'm gonna leave you with that thought, and we'll get to that in a second. So as I was talking about, I think in the beginning I was talking about a storm system. I said we have a storm system developing. Now. A lot of people are afraid of change, right? And with change comes turbulence, disruption of the norm, such as a storm. You have good storms, you have bad storms. Sometimes you need a storm when it's too hot outside. When you have the storm, what do you get? Rain, then the earth cools itself, right? So when you're alive, there's a storm coming. I mean, without storm, there's no change. Storm can represent the turbulence, the growing pains that you have to go through to gain the experience, to gain the knowledge. Life teaches us lessons that way. We experience things. I mean, even sad things. So somebody dies, and then the next thing you know, you can deal with trauma, you can deal with grief a little better. First time something bad happens, it might knock you off your rocker. You know, you might just be walking and just fall out, lose consciousness, just anxiety take you over. But after you experience it once or twice, it gets a little easier. I mean, the person still sticks with you, but just that feeling, that initial shock, now you're used to it. 
that's just like people that work in the um, the services, you know, services, the military, the army, war. Nobody wants to go to war. Nobody wants to die. They put a rifle in your hand. They train you, teach you how to shoot it. But until you actually shoot someone, you don't know what it's like. You could only speculate. But I'm sure after you kill the first person, once you muster up the courage to kill the first person, I'm sure the second one becomes easier and the third and the fourth. So fear, that's what keeps people from moving forward. Now, in a situation like war, you've got no choice. You have to shoot or get shot. But a lot of times we don't always have that same level of pressure in our life. We just have the storm. And it's off in the distance. You can hear the thunder and the lightning. So what do you do? You take shelter and you just let it blow over. But sometimes you have to create the situation where there is no option to hide and sit the storm out. Wake the change out. The change can't happen without you. You have to be present for the storm. So in your life, when turbulence comes your way, don't look at it as, at it as something that's an opposing force coming to take you out. Look at it as a force that's coming to help you grow. And on that one, I'll see you in the next. So I see you almost let me get out of here without telling you about the article. I'm going to get into that in a second, but I just went into the store and um, now all of a sudden there's this buzz of life out here in the area surrounding the store. There's people doing all types of crazy stuff. Isn't that weird how it's like the world just turns on in a second and people get crazy? I guess what's bringing a lot of this riffraff over here is in this location, they've just built another ABC store. So this is where people go buy their alcohol, you know, their vodka, their Jack Daniels, their whiskey and Crown, Crown Royal and things like that. So now you have that crowd. And I think this is some partnership maybe between Food Lion and these ABC stores because by the Food Lion near my house, they have also built another ABC store. And I mean, I think they're just doing that as some kind of connection deal because I guess they figure people go they buy their food and they buy their alcohol they can buy beer and alcohol all in the same place um but that's neither here nor there but I mean I just don't like all the the crowd that comes with that you know you got people in there just trying to buy your milk eggs I just bought some paper towels and then you got these riffraffs coming up you know playing their music and just out here looking for trouble and it's it just doesn't make sense you have this just mix of people People wearing too much cologne, people wearing too much perfume, girls out here looking for guys, guys looking for girls. And then you got people out here with their kids, you know, three, four, five, just trying to go in the store to get some food for next week. It's crazy. But um, let's get to the article a little bit. Uh, this article is from Lifehack. I don't know if you know about that site, but it's lifehack.org. Now, I'm not going to go into detail as far as what they're saying on it. I'm just going to read the headers because with this lady... Uh, has done Amy Johnson. She's wrote an article about. She's written an article about. Um, what does it say? This list of 50 low-cost hobbies will excite you. So this is for people that are trying to find things to do, ways to spend their time. So I'm just going to read her header for each little section because she just has a paragraph on each, and then I'll just tell you a little bit about my experiments uh, experience with some of these things. So I'm kind of rushing through it because, like I said, um, there's just a lot going on out here. Um, it's a little annoying with all these people, but I did say that I was going to mention something about it. I was like, after I recorded it, I said, hold on. I did say I was going to talk about it. So, yeah. Uh, so, you can look up that article, and um, I'll just read over five. She has a list of 50. 
different things you can try. So one of the first things she talks about is DIY. So DIY is do-it-yourself. So this is when somebody wants to build a birdhouse and you're not contacting a carpenter for it. You're just going to the hardware store, you're buying your nails, you're buying your hammer and your wood and you're trying to build it on your own with some design that you found online or read in a book. Um, this is somebody trying to build their own bed frame, a crib, somebody trying to paint the room in their, you know, paint a room in their house. You know, they go to the hardware store, they buy a gallon of paint. This is for the artsy people, the people that like to create things. So something that you would normally buy, you try to make it on your own. This is a DIY project. So she's saying that starting DIY projects could be a good way to build a new hobby. Um, learn new things, uh, study a language. These are different topics that she has. Uh, we already know the benefits of studying a language because that's why you're listening to this podcast. Benefits of learning a language is it, it enables you to think differently. You learn new skills. So you start off, you know, I'm going to study English, but by the end you have a whole new set of studying habits. And I mean, that could just give you rewards throughout the years. I mean, it's limitless what you can do with you know, the knowledge that you learn just going through the process of studying another language uh, on your own, studying for yourself because you learn how you best learn. You know, not somebody sitting there trying to teach you and tell you, say this, say that, because that's what they do in school. But when you do it on your own, you find your own way of system, you know, to learn and it sticks longer. You know, you're not trying to memorize a list. You just acquire the language. And that's what you want to do, acquire the language. But don't forget to use the language. Um, another hobby she's talking about is investing. I don't really agree with this one because investing isn't a hobby. It's a lifestyle. I mean, it's money. You're dealing with money. So budgeting is not a hobby. That's something that you need to be doing. And then she has budgeting as the next one. So I don't really agree with budgeting and investing as hobbies. No, no. I already told you guys how I feel about money and, and the importance of increasing your financial literacy and understanding how things work. So, no, money is not a hobby. Uh, volunteering, that could be a hobby. This could be for somebody like typically you're going to find your college students, you know, your high school students looking for extra credits in school. You're talking about older people with nothing to do. You know, they're already in retirement. They need to go and they need to um, just have something to do with their day. So they go and help out in assisted living. They go help out in the library you know, help students check out books and different things like that. Um, some people do dog sitting, you know, or they volunteer at an animal shelter. And then you have some brave souls that go out and even go as far as to volunteer at the fire department. So they ride along with firefighters and go in there and, you know, provide support. Somebody running in a burning building. I don't think they're going to allow volunteers to go in a burning building, but they do, you know, help put out the fire. So if they're like, you know, grab the hose, you know, they're out there saving lives. Um, another hobby they have up here is, let's see, exploring where you live. I wouldn't say that's a hobby. I'd say that's just a, a need to do something you need to do, but maybe going down a different street, but it's not even a hobby. I'm not even going to consider that a hobby. Some of these things are, you know, just filler, you know, filler, just her filling up page space to have an article to put something together, but maybe probably 10 of these are actually something you want to take action on. Learn origami. Okay. I did origami when I was in school, probably fifth, sixth grade. You know, you do your crane, you do your basic little poppers and, and figurines, but what I learned from watching a video was that there's levels to origami. 
So even if you can build a crane or a butterfly or a locust, there's different levels to it. So the levels would be in the folds. They have basic folds and they have complex folds. So this is something that could be a lifelong hobby. Um, and shoot, if you get good enough, you could turn around and teach it. So you could actually turn your hobby into a profit. Um, I'll give you one more off of her list. Um, let's see. Practice meditation, start a blog, listen to podcast. Listen to podcast. She has listened to podcasts as a hobby. I'm not a hobby. <laughs> okay, this is a podcast. This isn't a hobby. This is this is life. This is life. This is real. So no. Um, let's see. What do you do in your spare time? Oh, I listen to podcasts. No, no, no. That's not a hobby. That's that's somebody trying to elevate their 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 level of education, level of understanding in a certain field or topic. It's not a hobby. It's a need to do. Um, whether you read it, whether you listen to it, whether you watch it. Learning is not a hobby. Um, calligraphy. Interesting that she put up here, do calligraphy, because I bought my mom a calligraphy set for her most recent birthday, if you remember. And she has yet to start on it. I think she's done a little bit, but I mean, she hasn't used half of the stuff that I bought her for. But I bought her for it because I wanted to give her something to do, you know, with her time. Because she's in the house, you know, dealing with the whole isolation stuff. And just wanted to give her something to do. And she's an elderly lady. I mean, she still gets around. She looks good. I mean, it's my mom. I love her. But, you know, she is up there in age. So something a little easier to do. Something that she enjoys. She actually enjoys writing. So this is just something that she can use to take her writing to the next level. But, yeah, this lady has about 50 little, 50 little headings. And maybe two or three sentences under each. Just things to get people talking. But this looks like an easy article to read. Most of the articles on this site are easy to read. I mean, if you have enough English to be able to understand what I'm talking about, this site should give you no trouble at all. So I guess it would be lifehack.org. I mean, you could probably read any article on here. Uh, I guess they have some free classes. I guess they got courses. You know, they got to make their money some way. But they do have a lot of free articles and just text you can read and consume. So let's see what section the uh, free articles would be under. Yeah, you just click on that little um, section, you know, with the drop down. You click articles. They have articles on communication, fitness, food and drink, happiness, health, infographics, leisure, lifestyle, productivity, psychology, quotes. You know, I'm not going to say it's one of those viral pages, but they, that's how the writers are writing. I mean, they're not really writing to go, you know, too terribly in depth on one or more topics just giving people a service level something to read so if you're in the bathroom and you need something to read you know five to ten minutes shouldn't take you no more than 10 to 15 minutes to read any one of these articles but yeah i didn't want to you know forget to go back and uh add that because i listened to the beginning and i said uh, something about having an article and this was the article i was looking at so wanted to leave you with that hope this podcast wasn't too long for you uh, and I'll see you in the next one.